Welcome to Exploring Video Games. I'm Anna, and today is Thursday, February 24th, 2022, and this is episode 100. For this episode, I played Radiant Historia. This is a role-playing action-adventure game developed by Atlas and Headlock for the Nintendo DS. Uh, it was released in Japan in 2010 and released in the U.S. Uh, in 2011. So this is a really long, epic game. Uh, I did finish it. It took me about 70 hours. I loved it. Tons of weirdness and beauty and boredom. So in this game, you play as Solandra. She is an aristocratic vampire. She goes around stalking and killing her chosen subjects uh, in the modern day world. And there's lots of flashbacks to different parts of her life. And she eventually gets caught up in a battle involving time travel. Uh, the game is broken up into segments, uh, 10 segments based on your chosen victims. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty slow and cold game. Uh, sometimes it's very lurid, sometimes it's very fun and beautiful. And yeah, I thought it was great. Wonderful, expansive, kind of like artfully depressing world. Uh, so there are lots of flashbacks and cutscenes. Um, it starts off with Solandra, um, a flashback of Solandra escaping a mental institution. Um, it explains that you're a vampire, uh, but you're, you're also like clearly insane. Um, there's a cool little scene of her going off with her group of like detached uh, European vampires. Um, it's a great introductory scene. It's very cool and it gets you like very psyched up and amped to play the game. Uh, and then it leaves you on that first Joshua mission, uh, which is just hours and hours of almost nothing. Uh, and I thought that was great. I really liked that. Um, I definitely got into the kind of slow plotting tone of it, and I found it to be pretty pleasant. Uh, a lot of it reminded me of some of Lynn McNaughton's games in terms of like the slowness and the kind of like hazy austerity of it. Uh, very like very European, very artsy. So basically with this Joshua mission, you're just following this guy, uh, making plans to kill him, plans are delayed. Um, yeah, I really liked that journey. Um, it's basically like a very low stakes, very time consuming race or journey across uh, all of this beautiful scenery in Colorado. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of, most of the game is slowly following men, uh, and your plans being delayed and then you figuring out how to 
reconnect with the man and slowly follow him until you can kill him. Uh, yeah, so you kill Joshua. Oh, and that is when Solandra's psychedelic feeding ritual is revealed. Uh, that was fantastic. Um, her transformation there is totally uh, surprising and disgusting. Um, very memorable. Uh, even compared, there's like a lot of gore in the game, I guess, but there are a couple parts that are just like very psychedelic and like kind of silly. Uh, and those parts really stood out. And whenever she feeds, uh, it's just crazy. She turns into a like flower monster, uh, the thing type thing. Yeah, great. Uh, so yeah, you're just, you're following these men. Solandra has this, uh, notebook that she goes by. It's very, uh, mentaculous looking. She keeps notes about these men that she plans to murder. And Solandra just seems like, uh, like an obsessive pervert who loves to stalk and kill men. And that the, like, vampirism is almost unrelated. She also comes off as very normal. Uh, like, whenever you see her just interacting with, like, with the normal world, she just seems like a normal person, uh, which I really liked. Uh, I loved her. Um, there's not a whole lot of, like, internality with her, and she very much seems like uh, like a cold killing machine. Um, but, yeah, I really liked her. She's just, like, an autistic vampire libertine um there's like a very freudian quality to this uh game uh all of Solandra's victims have a pretty specific look to them um they basically all look like her father or like Tadzio uh and it's pretty overt uh, I don't know. I just thought that was, like, kind of gross, and I really liked that. Um, so, yeah, like I said, lots of good flashbacks to different points in her life, uh, some of which you get to play. Uh, right after the Geo mission, uh, you get Solandra's, like, origin story. Uh, I liked that. Uh, this is your introduction to Tadzio. It's a very cinematic uh, little, like, three-minute cutscene where it's, like, the 1800s. She has a horse-riding accident while having relations with her young art student, Tatsio, uh, who turns out to be a vampire and turns her into a vampire uh, to save her from death after she falls off the horse. Uh, And then... A little later, he is murdered by a bunch of townsfolk for being a vampire. Um, That was great. Um, Then there are a couple flashbacks to her, like, morning Tatsio. Um, Yeah, a lot lot is made of her uh, loss and obsession with Tatsio, which is a little tedious. 
Uh, you also have a cute little cat named Loopy who follows you around. Um, she helps you out sometimes. Um, I think she is your familiar. Uh, that was one of the few humanizing elements to Solandra. Um, and of course, <laughs> in a fit of rage, she kills Loopy uh, and then continues to carry around her like flattened decaying corpse in her cloak and continues to like communicate with it um that was gross that was funny it's kind of ambiguous whether or not the cat is like actually alive via witchcraft or something but doesn't matter very sweet very gross uh so at some point you notice you're being stalked by a masked villain uh, this apparently happens from the beginning, but I did not notice her until the end of the Joseph mission, uh, when you're about to move on to Enrico and go to Florence. Uh, so yeah, this masked villain is following you and making herself more and more known and visible, and sometimes she helps you, and sometimes you have to fight her or avoid her. Uh, going to Italy is awesome. All of the stuff in Italy is so beautiful. Uh, you're mostly in Florence, um, but for the Bernard mission, you go to these Aeolian islands. Um, uh, it's so pretty. It looks like heaven there. Uh, the visuals in Florence are the best part of the game, I think. Uh, they're like shockingly beautiful and detailed. Uh, so yeah, I spent a lot of the time in the Florence part. It is a joy to wander around. Um, but that's also where a lot of the quick and kind of like unimportant quests were. Uh, and I really like that. The greenhouse was a highlight for me. Uh, oh, I also loved Saul's and the like underground weather system that they have rigged up down there. That part is fantastic. That's another kind of silly, surreal moment. Uh, very beautiful when you first encounter all the like lights shining through all those like rooms of faceted glass. Uh, and then later in the Anthony mission, when you get to destroy all of that room, all of that glass, very satisfying. So you go on to kill your marks, you kill Joseph, you kill Enrico, uh, and then the masked villain comes back. Uh, there's a kind of difficult uh, and relatively fast-paced fight with her, and when you beat her, she is revealed to be you, uh, and it is revealed that there's some time travel plot going on. Uh, that was crazy. Um... It's like two-thirds of the way through the game that you get that reveal. Uh, I really liked that. I thought that was very bold. Um, so it's kind of unexplained at first and kind of vague throughout. Uh, but it seems like the part in the beginning where Volja freezes time to like stop that car crash, uh, that was the first divulgence, and basically you are probably the second or third clone of the original you, who's known as A00, um, A00 Salandra. 
Um, and the original used that opportunity to escape her own timeline and to try to go back in time to save or resurrect Tadzio, the dead child vampire paramour. Uh, so there are several versions of you. A10 is the main one who seems to be trying to kill you, but there's also lots of trickery and it's hard to keep track of. And there are certain points where the clones are lying about who they are uh, and the game doesn't like label them correctly. It's all very confusing. Um, yeah, I loved the time travel stuff. It's definitely like an over-the-top kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I liked it. And it adds like another layer of like futility and removal to this world the whole world of this game feels very like distant and futile and just having these like having different versions of yourself doing things that you cannot control just adds to that in a way that I liked so yeah from then on the last like third of the game is kind of like narratively confusing your clones start appearing all over the place, including flashbacks. Seems like there's some rewriting of storylines being done by them. Um, I love that Solandra, our Solandra, seems pretty unbothered by the time travel reveal. She just continues with her duty and her notebook. Um, Wonderful chase around the Duomo on the Anthony mission. Uh, Gameplay-wise, that was my favorite part of the game. I think that's the, like, most solidly fun part. Uh, it's just very fast. The Duomo is so beautiful. There's endless, endless, like, beautiful things to explore. Uh, there's You get to set all those flags on fire. That's very fun. And yeah, the whole chase is just very beautiful on really, yeah, solid, entertaining chase. So the Francis mission is the last one. Um, it starts off with that insane train ride with you and all of your like Italian vampire nest buddies. That was crazy. It took forever. It took me about six hours in total to basically do nothing. To just go back and forth on this train, which becomes, like, extremely claustrophobic and really unpleasant to be in. Uh, that was really impressive. Uh, I was very frustrated and annoyed throughout that mission. And there's also a lot of restraint and stealth that you have to do on that mission, which, like, doubles down on its unpleasantness. Um, so yeah, that was awful in a way that I really appreciated. It definitely felt like it was just trying to annoy you, which I liked. So yeah, you go back to Florence, there's some enormous carnival going on, uh, and you're basically chasing Francis through this carnival. Um, part of the way through that, the original Salandra, or supposedly the original Salandra, comes in and is trying to kill you, so you have to kill her and kill Francis as well. Uh, fantastic battle, really fun. 
the procession and destruction of the Salon of Lilies was awesome. I think it would have been really cool for the game to just have ended there with that uh, enormous explosion. Um, but yeah, that was a great fight. Um, it's really, really hard to kill the original Salandra. Um, there are not that many actually difficult battles in the game, but this was very hard. There's a lot of, like, memorization and, like, she knows all the steps you're going to make and you have to just do it a million times. So, yeah, you kill them. Um, there's that ending cutscene where you are going off with your little nest of Italian vampires and behind you is the original Salandra, who you supposedly just killed, and she's covertly following you through this crowd. So that was a great ending, cute ending. Um, yeah, great game. It really gets you into this like weird, slow, sad immortality thing. Uh, I loved it. It's so beautiful. It's definitely not like the most fun game. Like I wouldn't really play it to like relax necessarily. Um, but it should be played. It's fantastic. Uh, and the time travel stuff is confusing. I just kind of didn't pay attention to that. There are lots of explanations online, lots of discussions online about timelines and stuff. Um, yeah. It seems like they put a lot of thought into it, which is very cool. So, yeah, I loved it. Definitely play it if you can. Uh, so, for the next episode, I'm going to talk about the 2009 game Bayonetta. It's a classic. I know people love Bayonetta, um, and I've just never played the original, so that'll be cool. Uh, I also have a bonus episode that I'm going to release where I talk to my parents about video games. That was really fun, uh, so thank you to them for that. You can reach me at exploringvideogames at aol.com. The website is exploringvideogames.tumblr.com, which is where I upload screenshots. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next time.